Welcome back to Anata Shaysha podcast. This is Emily, your host. And this is Bimbo, Emily's co-host. And we are back again with another episode. Okay, so what do we really want to talk about today? Actually, what we were previously discussing earlier in the day was a little bit about mantras. Mm. And... And I think that because we both have this fifth house influence in our charts already, we have this inclination to really want to get to know the the meaning and really just everything about mantras, I think. Personally, I definitely do. I love mantras. Anything about mantras, I think the one of the first few things about diving into Jyotish was learning mantras for me I don't know about you in particular Bimbo but yeah 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 mantras like a really vast topic one thing that I remember is that freedom in his like free lectures on Aruta Lagna said that I believe the A5 something about the A5 being in a trine, a tri- I think it's if the A5 is in a trine to your Rudalagna or something like that, then you like it. That's good for mantra. And I feel like mantra is probably good for everyone, but I noticed that I have, I have that. And I not only like, like mantra for spiritual reasons, but I've just always been somebody who likes to make up songs. And I think that's really interesting. And I've also noticed that people who are not into the occult, not not into thinking about spirituality, um, I have a family member who I just really want to help sometimes. And I'm like, just try this mantra. And she will do the mm-hmm. mantra. And it's fascinating how some people will do mantra readily. And some people are like, no, I don't, I don't do mantra. And I don't know if like mantra is like better for some people than it is for other people. I'm always going to defer to Prashtravedi and say mantra is good for everyone. But I do feel like people have very different relationships with the with their preferences in mantra. I think I have a theory yeah. that ADHD, people with ADHD really appreciate mantra because I don't yeah. know why I've noticed that. Not that that's a real, I'm not even saying that's like a real diagnosis. People who mm-hmm. are, have a hard time like with linear activities, let me put it that way, tend to appreciate mantra for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from when you said that maybe people with ADHD could have this like inclination towards well music in general like just all of my friends that I know that have ADHD they're very (laughs) they're very like this I have like 50 different playlists every time I get in their car it's like you know they're going through their playlist what are we going to listen to next like They're all about music and I can definitely see how, you know, it could relate back to them just having this knowing or understanding with like just jumping in with mantras. You know what it is? Actually, all it is, just let's take all the diagnostic crap out of it and just (laughs) say like people who are overwhelmed by it's childlike, it's playful and it's childlike in a way, the way I see it that way. And that's very like fifth house. And I feel like um, 
people who get overwhelmed about something and you'd be like, well, that's cool. You don't have to like file your taxes. Just do this mantra to make your taxes work more smoothly. And there's something about Mm -hmm. that that's like, oh yeah, the mantra is more exciting than like having to figure out what practical steps to to take to make this thing happen. Like I'll just do this mantra and things will just happen more smoothly. There's something like appealing and playful about it. I think childlike Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I definitely see that. Uh, it, well, I I wanted to like swing back around to the the A five that you were just mentioning about if there's this like this correlation between A five and your so you were saying A five and a root log because I don't um, remember. Yes. I think that's what it is. It's definitely the okay. A five. It's the A five. I think being in good really is that the Lakshmi? No, no, no. That's that's the A seven. Yeah, it's the A five being in. I think a trinal or maybe a Kendra relationship with the Aruta Lakna. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that makes sense now that I <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's that's interesting and. Like how that could, if you really dove into mantra itself, it could actually help out your your image. But yeah, I, so from the basics, okay. So just to talk about the basics of mantra, because I think we just jumped in, but yeah. And like, I'll just like, I just want to caveat too. like, I don't do stuff like there's, I feel like the way I do mantra is very fifth house and it's very playful and it's very like easy. Like I don't do hard mantras. I don't like them. And so like, I'm speaking from a very specific place. So like, I feel like you have a broader knowledge of like, because mantra is a huge topic and there's really elaborate, beautiful, long mantras that are very difficult for a beginner to just like jump in on and I feel like you know more about the like Hanuman Chalisa like there's some serious really important Gayatri Mitrunjaya Hanuman Chalisa which are like the big guns of mantra that you kind of need to listen to as a lay person but so I just wanted to caveat that like yeah I wasn't referring to those mantras with like the playfulness yeah yeah I think that and when I was saying like going back to the basics of it there are remedial mantras like for example you were saying Hanuman Chalisa or the Mritanjaya or Gayatri but actually those are more initiatory or like initiation Mm -hmm. mantras so you would more so like it's preferred that you would have uh, a like a guru there to guide you or a prambra there to um, guide you directly into the mantra. So it would be good. Those are a little bit more lengthy too. Mm-hmm. And there are some, um, and you know, it also, again, like it, it kind of is preference. Like, If you feel that you have, if you're more like of an intuitive person, you feel like you have this, you know, like wanting or need to say that mantra, then I'm not, I'm not against that. Other people may be, um, but like you were saying, there are more simple mantras. Um, Yeah, there, so 
Well, can you say, because I know, like, again, like, I'm coming from, like, a very DIY, like, rogue position, but you, but I know <laughs> that, like, I know that, like, Diksha is a thing, and I know that that is an important thing in a lot of traditions. Do you know anything about that? Like, some people say um, you need to get a mantra unlocked for it to be effective. Like, can you provide any, like, from any like perspective on that part because I know very little about that but I know it's a big it's a big deal in some circles it's okay if yeah. not I, I just know that like if I go on Cora and I'm like is so-and-so mantra safe to chant there's gonna be like five people who are like no you have to get it unlocked <laughs> and then there's gonna be like 20 people who are like that's bs like they're gatekeeping or whatever and some people are like if you pronounce it wrong something bad's gonna happen but i don't believe that pvr rao actually has a really good video on mantra where he's like no like if you're being in devotional like no one cares if some, if your name gets pronounced wrong like it doesn't matter you know i think he's exactly. such a good he's got a good yeah stance on all of it but but if you have any information on like the traditional ends because I don't yes I mean I can't go into details about it but there are initiatory mantras um I will say just to be on the lighter side of it like the actual remedial mantras are very, very simple. Like they're not, you're not going to look at it and be like, oh, wow. If you're like a Westerner, if you're someone who is English speaking and you don't, you don't know any other languages, you're more than likely going to be like, okay, I could probably do this because they're like, uh, like simply the Nama mantras, like Om Namah Shivaya. Mm. That, that's a remedial mantra. That and that um, anybody can do. I feel like that's that's one for anyone, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that and that and Jupiter. I would just like tell anyone to do those. Yes, Om Gurave Nama. Yeah, that's the Guru one you do for Jupiter. Good. That's easier than the one I've been doing. Om Gurave Nama. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do and do you do it a hundred and eight times every time? Um. Preferably, yes, you would do it by the Jop Mala. So you would do 108. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. I know um, that. Now... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I feel like if, if you're in a pinch and you don't have Mala beads and you're just freaking out, you can do it just, you can just do, do it. <laughs> but if you want to yeah, like yeah. get, get the, get the like, the city of the thing if you want to get the if you're really trying to do like a large-scale remediation like I think of it as like a permanent remediation of something then you want to have a regular serious practice do the do it this many times this many days in a row isn't it like 108 times in a row 40 days in a row or something like that I don't know there's mm -hmm. certain I feel like there's different um yeah, there's different ways to look at it. But if you're like, if you need help right now and you're just doing the mantra in your head a few times, I find that that can be really useful sometimes, even if it's just psychosomatic. But I don't think it is just, I don't think just psychosomatic is really a thing. So I very much agree with that. I think it should be spoken aloud. That's really what mantra is to have a repetitive, uh, 
repetitive words and syllables to mm-hmm. basically how my well, my perspective is is that it alters your brain chemistry mm-hmm. it alters yeah that's right your, yes yeah your your because the the mantra itself is is based off of sanskrit and sanskrit is um very it uses the palate the the resonance of sanskrit uses the palate in a way where it actually can alter like your body's vibration so initially Mm -hmm. it will alter your your body chemistry yeah so like I just want to clarify when I said psychosomatic I meant like I feel like you're it's not just um like placebo effects when to do mantra but that was just like my own thought based what you're talking about about saying something out loud versus in silently is another topic because I do hear people sometimes saying oh it's better to do it silently or it's better to do it out loud I feel like yeah why not do it out loud silently I think can be helpful though like if if necessary um one time I was on a plane and we'd been like on the runway for like an hour and a half like it wasn't taking off and it was so frustrating and I had I was especially frustrated because I had so I was doing three mantras a day at that point and one of them was kind of long and I was doing 108 rounds of each and I had to do them all after my plane ride and I was like good lord like I can't do like I was just really annoyed about how long it was taking so finally I was like fuck it and I was wearing two masks because my mom was like you have to double mask when you come here and I was like okay so I was wearing two masks on the plane and I was like fuck it and so I just one of the ones I was doing was uh it was I think a Vishnu mantra which it's really really nice one um and I um I was like I'm just gonna do one of these right now and I was like doing it under my breath so it was like I could feel the resonance of the vibrations in my mouth but you could barely hear me especially under the masks like no one could hear me and I'm not kidding you like about 10 percent 20 percent into the rounds of the Vishnu mantra and it was Om Namo Narayanaya I think um the Mm -hmm. plane the plane started moving and we took off and I was like wow I don't know not that it was like not the lord vishnu made the plane take off but i kind of felt like it helped and also it was cool to have that experience of being like i can actually do this mantra so quietly that it's not audible but i can still feel it i can feel the resonance in my body and there was a lot of power in being able to do that in a crowded airplane so i just wanted to put that out there as well yeah i love that like just explaining the experience and the feel of it uh, because those who actually don't enjoy mantras as much as us step housers might um you know kind of can can hear how it it really does affect you in a way that it puts you just in a different place and yeah that's that's just the love of of the mantra itself 
I feel like I interrupted you like 10 times already. I'm so I'm I'm del- I'm delirious right now, so I'm I'm like acting a little crazy. I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Um because I really enjoyed that story though, but that I like to hear how other people experience the mantra. Um yeah, I so well I did want to talk a little bit about some other mantras um that are remedial mantras because I know I mentioned like the Nama uh, mantras and um, there's Jyotirlinga mantras that you mm-hmm. can use to um, if you if you have a debilitated planet in your chart, then you can use the exaltation sign of that planet. You use that exaltation signs mantra to mm-hmm. lift up that planet that's in debilitation. Now, question okay. about that: Is it debilitated? Mm-hmm. Is it if it uh, is it a planet that's in its worst house, or is it a planet that's in its sign of debilitation, or both? Because I feel like I've heard on his free lectures he mentioned for the MKS planets to do that, but it sounds like he's mm-hmm. telling you guys in the classes he's saying do it for the planet that's debilitated by sign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be both. It could yeah. be both. It could be MKS or it could be debilitated. Um, but yeah, just for example, Mars in uh, Cancer, so that's debilitated. So you would use the exaltation sign of Mars, which would be Capricorn, and Capricorn's Jotunium. I can't off the top of my head give it to you right now. Um, but yes, that's what you would essentially use. Um, to remediate that planet I knew it at one point because you're because you can do the one for your AK too so Mm -hmm. yeah um god yeah I had the hardest time trying to find the Joe Tierling image because there was a a minute where I was like obsessed with doing them and I couldn't find couldn't find for some reason I was having a hard time but you have that information now because you were in the course so Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool. Yeah, How I mean, do ahead. you have to get the lingam and pour the honey on the? Is there any other ritual that we should know about, like when it comes to these mantras? No, no, you don't have to do. You can if you want to. If you would like to do the ritual with it, you can. Um, but you don't have to. You can just simply do the job. You can do the job, Bala. So. And you, and you do it 108 times every day for how long? Yeah, 40 days. 40 days. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. That's very useful. Yeah. 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 Of course. I know on like the Sri Vidya, is that what it's called? Website. Freedom Cole has a website where he describes the Jayotirlingam. I don't. Am I? Say, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he describes the. The different, they're like different faces of Shiva, is that right? That correspond with the different, um, with the different mm-hmm. signs, and they're really mm-hmm. beautiful. But that's where I was stuck because he gives the, he gives the mantra, but I don't know if it's the mantra or like part of the mantra. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we could use a link to to these mantras if yeah. if you come come across that. Yeah, definitely. I will link that in the description box for this uh, session. Um, yes. But yes, I will. And so I also wanted to mention another uh, 
remedial mantra that you wouldn't typically like this one is more so um you would need to go to an astrologer and have your chart read for you to do this type of mantra but it's the um the aditya mantras Mm. so yeah yeah Oh, tell, um what is so wait you said some mantras are remedial are these mantras not remedial adityas or are they still considered remedial mantras Wait, did I say that they're not remedial? They are. They no are you remedial. well because i was thinking are all mantras remedial Yeah, I mean, essentially, Okay, okay, yes. okay. Okay, I just misunderstood because you were saying a ca categories of mantras. Like, um, okay, <laughs> so and under what circumstances would a person do an Aditya mantra? um, so the Adityas are uh, the 12 sun signs, essentially. Um, Oh, okay. they share with what resources we have to work with. Um, Because sun equals resources, is that right? yes. God, we need to do a talk about what the sun is, is because it's like the most least understood. I feel like sun is a resource, it's like all of your resources, no bit, no biggie. Okay, so is it like if somebody has an afflicted sun, they might need an Aditya mantra, but they should go to an astrologer before they do that? Exactly, exactly. I think that's a great example. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to mention that too, because just for like the reference, you know, and just to put it out there that there are mantras that are actually friendly, you know, like if you want to go do them, go do them. But there are some mantras that you, you may need some guidance with, And um, let's like if talk you ever were to come across. Yeah, I would love to hear more about like which ones, because I people have different opinions on that, but um, it seems like you have a clear sense of like the general-ish consensus since it's coming, I assume, from Science of Light. So I'd love to hear that. I'm also curious, is the Aditya Mantra for Sankranti, is it Sankranti Dosh when the sun's like, I guess it could be any sun affliction. So it's actually, it could be sun affliction, but it's really also Rashi affliction. Um, Ah, okay. yeah, so it's not necessarily you're saying that all oh, this graha is because you could simply just use like a, um, What is it? Oh, the Jyotirlinga mantra. You could simply use the Jyotirlinga mantra for um, like an MKS or debilitated planet. But if a Rashi is afflicted, then you would need something a little bit different, right? It would be going a little bit more deeper into the chart. How So you do we would know need... if a rush? How do you know if a rashi is afflicted? So... So an afflicted Rashi, wait, what am I saying? Afflicted Rashi. If I'm, if I'm, I'm probably asking too many questions because I feel like it's kind of a.
there's probably a lot that goes into assessing an afflicted Rashi because yeah I, no I definitely I, yeah. yeah wait before you go on any further I definitely <laughs> messed up and I said Rashi and I meant Baba <laughs> oh, okay well okay I guess yeah. it's a little bit clearer but um just basically if you have a bunch of afflictions in that house is basically what you're saying yeah yeah okay yeah okay I won't I, didn't I won't really go want to talk a, a lot about that one but <laughs> no 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 I understand I'm sorry so um no I mean you're yeah you're I'm like picking your brain because I don't I haven't taken any classes so I'm like putting unfair pressure on you like I would be asking a professor like level three questions or something um I anyways totally get it I totally get it so um okay let's backtrack though you were saying there are some mantras that are not that are considered you really should not just jump into those you should have guidance and one of those is the Aditya mantras and you are going to list some other ones um so actually that was the only one that I wanted to mention besides um like the ones at the beginning that we were talking about the initiatory ones like uh the Gayatri um and Ritanjaya even though some people say you know you can do Ritanjaya um they said that you shouldn't do it past a certain age. Um, Weird. Weird. Why? Yeah. Uh, because. They'll just take you. <laughs> basically. I mean, not necessarily, but it's just like, <laughs> no, not really, but <gasps> kind of, it's, it's kind of a little like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Stuff like that. I feel like, it, it just makes it's, it's so scary but I hear I think <laughs> I don't know I mean good to know I won't can you so I shouldn't be recommending people listen to the Mitrunjaya mantra if they're old is that also true personally I wouldn't recommend that for someone who is maybe over 50 <laughs> good to know okay all right <laughs> noted Anyway, um, all that I honestly like. I don't believe that, but I yeah. I mean, it's but I'm so paranoid that I'm not gonna do it. But I don't believe it. But I'm not gonna. I'm still not gonna do it. So I appreciate you letting me know. Of course, of course. This is only what I've heard through SOL through the tradition. And if you recommended someone a mantra and it's you know, you've done your research and you felt it was something that they were comfortable with, you were comfortable with, and, you know, it was very intuitive as well, then, then let it be. It is what it is. It's, it's fine. You know, but I'm not going to, I don't feel comfortable killing someone because I gave them a mature no, child. No, it's not, it's not like that. It's not like that. It's kind of like, if I can remember exactly I can't remember exactly what Freedom said about it it's just he just wouldn't recommend it because essentially it's not going to be working as if you you know you were doing it when you you know were at a younger age it's just not that going makes to have sense. the same effect yeah that makes sense I feel like I get 
I kind of understand, I think, where he's going, but that's good to know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so there, so these are like complicated mantras, basically, that you don't want to just, you want to take some precautions with Hanuman yeah. Chalisa, Gayatri, and Mitrunjaya, and all of the Aditya mantras. Yes, yes, definitely. I also um, remember that, him I mean, saying, Oh, sorry. I remember. I remember him cautioning against the Mahavidyas as well. Some of them. Yeah. Um. Definitely, Mahavidya is initiation. Uh, very specifically, initiation. Um, that and also beach mantras too. But it kind of depends. Like, I would definitely See, I just, say. Yeah. That, those are the if ones that I just have been doing. <laughs> like, oh, really? I sh am I not supposed to be doing this? <laughs> so you were doing the Mahavidya? No, the Beach Mantra. Well, I just, because I just looked, when I was like first getting into Vedic astrology, I would just Google like, oh, what's the Jupiter Mantra? What's the Saturn Mantra? And they always just give you the Beach Mantra on Google. And I'm like, cool. And they're easy, you know? So then I would, I would never tell anyone to do a Saturn Mantra, but I tell everybody, isn't, Om Gram Green Gram Saguruve Namaha, a beach mantra. Yes, it is. Yeah, so it's I just going straight to that planet. It's like boom, you're you're at that place. <laughs> that's so I was telling, like, like no, that's so interesting because I tell people to do that one. I especially I used to just left and right, like try to do this, do this. People who are not into astrology, I have like screenshots of so many people being like, Wow, thank you for that like that mantra really worked. So I don't know if it's unsafe, but it's effective <laughs> for a lot of people. And I wouldn't necessarily say completely unsafe. Um, if you're willy-nilly like, oh, I'm just going to go do a beach mantra and you just pick one and then boom, you do it. Like that's not very, you know, you're not thinking that through very well. Like, why would you need to do it? If you're thinking about it in a way where you clearly gave them a mantra that you looked at their chart, you assessed them, and you said, you know, this may be of help to you, then essentially that's giving good energy to them. And they take that as good energy. They use it in the, in the mantra. They use that energy in the mantra. So whether it's, good or bad is subjective but essentially yeah. that was a good interaction so I let well I I do like that idea of like because every time I I tell someone to do it I'm like I really want to help you know I really want to help them and honestly if some people are really grouchy and they don't want to do it and it's like that's not very good energy in my opinion it's like really you really this grouchy about this like okay like then don't do it but I feel like anyone who's game to try a mantra is like especially if they're not even into this stuff like that's kind of cool like that I feel like Jupiter probably likes that you know it's like they're like okay you know like it's kind of a good vibe personally I feel yeah yeah I mean, so the point of the beach mantra is to go straight to that planet. That's why it's not advised as much as the Jyotirlingam, which is a bit softer, where you can softly connect towards that energy. 
um, at, at its highest exaltation, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Because if you have that planet in a certain aspect, in a certain house, and it's, you know, it may not be in the best placement, and you're giving it its beach mantra, you're activating that planet completely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, that's useful. Yeah, so people who have Jupiter, Jupiter is a natural benefic, but it might not be a, a functional benefic in someone's chart. So it might be a little bit like much. That's probably why some people are like, oh, that, that, Mantra feels weird, but like they might still get a good result from it because it's having a mixed influence. But maybe we don't need to like have such a heavy experience with it if it's because I feel yeah. that I did it with Shukra Mantra. Like I don't really do Shukra Mantras. I'll do other like deities that are in the flavor of, but I if, like Shukra Mantra. I one time did 108 and um, I like made some like really extreme aesthetic choices later that I was like, you know what? That, that really wasn't necessary. I like spent a lot of money and like, you know, Venus is definitely like a mixed influence in my chart. So anyway, okay. That's, that's helpful. That's good to know. Good yeah, perspective. Yeah. 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 Let's take a little breath here because I feel like we getting into mantras is, it can be a little heavy for me. I just feel like the energy is. So yeah. Static. And, and can I just also mention that I think a good place for everybody to start is with Ganesh. Isn't that like the best place to start? The Ganapateye? Yes, absolutely. Start with Ganesh. Everything starts with Ganesh. Ganesh and Ganesh is, is good for nodal, nodal stuff too, which is a big deal. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. essentially you think of Ganesh, you think of the elephant, right? Elephant is playful it's also slow to start it's curious it's yeah it's just that it's also a very majestic and honorable animal um and that energy is what you want to have to begin anything so absolutely always start with Ganesh and the easy, like simple Ganesh mantra is Om. Is it Om Gan Ganapatiye Namaha? Yes, Om Gan Ganapatiye Namaha. Yeah, you can do that. Good um, idea. Yeah, and it's also like the elephant is a huge animal, right? So it's very grounding. Um, it's that heavy grounding energy. I don't I don't like I don't like feeling heavy but I don't feel (laughs) heavy and I don't feel heavy in a bad way that's interesting that Ganesh is an elephant because he seems so light light lighthearted too yeah well I I guess I shouldn't say heavy just more grounded yeah well yeah that's an interesting paradox there because he's a baby elephant so he's like he's like he's on earth but like he i feel like ganesh just came from heaven but he happens to mm-hmm. be on earth yeah beautiful oh, i love uh, that <laughs> yeah so i mean i think that was really all of the mantras the general sense of mantras that i wanted to cover um I think yeah. we honestly, that was a lot. That was a lot. I, I learned a lot just there. Yeah. 
I mean, I probably have, have to do bad. some like, yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for telling people to do so many mantras, but I feel like Jupiter is is pretty. I feel like all all the natural benefics are are safe. It's just maybe they won't be the best route for everybody, depending on where those planets are in their chart. Um, I feel like people have told me that they're safe, which is why I felt that they were safe. And yet not everybody has been like, yeah, the people tend to like hearing that they're getting the safe Satwik mantra. They like that. So people, some people are very worried about mantra I've noticed, and it's good to, to be able to give them something or pass along something to them that makes them feel at peace. So um yeah and omnamashi i feel like ganesh and shiva are really all a person really needs like you really don't need to get super fancy with it absolutely if you want to get super fancy you can get super fancy but it's not it's not necessary you can do some very simple mantras and get results um not i, I mean not only mantra, but there's other remedial measures just to do donations and other things for mm. for you for the chart, you know. So, but like I think that the thing that about mantra that you mentioned, which I think is the most like salient thing, is that it does change you from within. So there's a sense of like, like well, I went through a phase where I was doing the Saturn Beach mantra, but before I knew to be afraid of them, <laughs> and I didn't have any bad experiences. But I remember while I was doing the Saturn mantra, I I realized I owed someone money. Like I had completely for it wasn't that I owed them money, but basically they had paid for like a package amount of. I was like doing a coaching session thing a little bit during the pandemic, and they had paid for five, and they had done two, and then like it just like never and then I was I just like had forgotten that I owed them and suddenly it like clicked while I was doing the Saturn thing like oh like I owe that person sessions I should offer them astrology because I kind of switched what I was doing so I wasn't really doing that type of coaching anymore but I was doing astrology and there's a way that I felt like I was getting in touch my mind was becoming more like in line with my Saturn to the point where I was like oh I owe someone something you know and there's something about entraining your entraining yourself on the internal level through the sound vibration that I feel like is really unique to mantra as opposed to other things but you can do that in other ways but um I do think sound is really unique actually you said sound is really unique sorry is my heater being loud um yeah sound is like a unique remedy you know uh, whether you're yeah, lis yeah. listening or yeah yeah, you just cut out a, a little bit like right there, but I I can't hear anything on your end. But but yeah, so sound <laughs> sound is a whole nother whole nother topic. That's a whole nother thing. Um, but it's it absolutely. I don't even have the words right now for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mantra 
like I'll just give you for example what just happened to me like I I clicked on to my SOL um I have SOL on my Kindle app I clicked on to SOL on my Kindle app and like as soon as I had up my like mantra page I like got so energized like I got jittery and like I just felt like super like I even said earlier like I felt like static energy and then when I just got off of that app I feel fine like I feel grounded mm. so mantra not only is it sound but it's metaphysical <laughs> it's yeah. metaphysical so yeah I just kind of wanted to say that because what do you mean exactly like how is why is sound not metaphysical okay maybe I don't know the right maybe that wasn't the right word exactly but it's It's think, more than just the sound. Uh, go ahead. Are you saying it's not just working on your psyche? It's also connecting you with something outside yourself? Yes. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I personally feel that is happening all the time. Just personally, that's what I believe. I feel like the mantras are designed specifically for that. But every time we sing and speak we're also potentially connecting and that's and that's why it's important that we are careful about what we say and what we sing and like that's why the entertainment industry is like so powerful um so i do feel like i guess my personal worldview tends to be that everything is is metaphysical it's just a matter of like what are you connecting with what impact are you having is this what is your intention where are you going with this and the 100%. mantras, yeah, and the mantras really help, which is why, like, when I said, like, a mantra can help you file your taxes, like, that sounds ridiculous, but actually, <laughs> like, if you're having a hard time getting your, if you're feeling nervous and confused and you have a project and you don't know how it's going to go or you have to study for a test and it's like, oh, I really don't want to, you know, and, like, you have to deal with your dread and your overwhelm and your confusion and the actual work, but there's a mantra that can sort of just help get you together it's like who knows where that's coming from it can help you with something really practical but also like that's what these planetary beings are supposedly there are ones that help like jupiter will help you with studying you know like like mercury will help you before you're supposed to make a presentation or, or whatever it is so i'm probably just rambling but i do feel like it's all kind of connected. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Uh, your rambling is always very coherent, <laughs> whether you believe it or not. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. And I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I just, I just started thinking about how, like, once you do a mantra and you're actually in, like, grasping a hold of these grahas and their 
their babas and having that energy with you to help you do things. It's just, it's so amazing. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go off on a key to rant right now, but because usually that's when I lose people, but. <laughs> well, I, you kind of, you're welcome to, if you want to. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, I just wanted to say that because that's what really came up for me. Like, yeah, go ahead. Well, can you give a, like a blurb of your Kitu rant? Just, I just want like a taste. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I mean, so when you're doing a mantra, you're saying, so you were saying it could help you with finances. So if you're doing a mantra, I don't, I'm just, I'm pulling this out of the account right now. Please. Um, <laughs> if you're doing a mantra for your third house or something, um, and so you want to pull that energy into you, you're going to do that mantra, right? You're going to have that energy there with you. If it's not in, if it's, if you have a planet there, not, you know, or if, actually I should say, if you don't have any planets there, that may be even better because you're actually honing in that energy, that specific energy. So like metaphysically, physically, I will say you're actually creating that essence to initiate yourself into that task or into that whatever you're wherever you're going with that does that are you can you grasp grasp where i'm going with that or <laughs> so wait so you're saying if i wanted to do a mantra for my third house i could i could kind of like activate my third house by doing a mantra is that what you're saying yes and but how would if i had no planet there how would i determine which which mantra to do because i actually don't have anything in my third house would it be the ruler of the third house Yes. yes okay, so be. so what if the ruler of your third house is Saturn? Would you do a deity? You could do you could do the Jyotirlingam. Ah, okay, so how would I determine oh of Saturn? So I would do the Libra Jyotirlingam, mm -hmm. is that right? Yeah. Ah, interesting. So you could work with your houses through the the exaltation sign of the ruler. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. a cool idea. I love that idea. Mm. Yeah, that came straight from the Akash. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's wonderful. Well, so so I guess what the last piece that is we should mention is like. So like we do meditations with Lotus Ocean, which is like Prashtravedi's um uh, like ashram. I don't really know what to call it, but um, but basically um it's like a it's like an online meditation and we get like classes. Um and the way that they recommend doing mantra for most people is to do om is to do an om sound and just to just to do the om sound and i think this is supposed to connect you with the akash and then you do praises um and we won't get into detail but like also but the 
the idea is like they're not instructing us to do mantras for any particular deity. And in fact, he says in a lot of his interviews, like it's better to do mantras that you know the words to that so you say like I want to be disciplined or I am a being and I want my well-being like very simple statements of almost like affirmations that you say as you do these om sounds to connect and then you start incorporating these statements and that it's almost like you can create your own mantras in that way once you are sort of aligned with like what really is spiritually beneficial for you um do you think that is like a good summary of the way that 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 school teaches yeah i would definitely say so p is brilliant um yeah he he explains things so so perfectly and yes. um the way that so when you you do say it is an om but it's actually an ah mm -hmm. so it's actually ah mm -hmm. uh, yeah oh you're right I know I should mm -hmm. I I should know this because I do it all the time you're right it's it's there's no m it's just ah uh, mm -hmm. yeah yeah sorry I told I totally like yeah said that wrong but yeah it's ah uh, because you're it's a very open. It's like an openness and you hold your chin up towards the sky a little bit when you do it and you hold your hands in the prayer position, but you have um, a little gap and you hold them gently together as if you're holding a delicate lotus flower in your hands. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, the rest of it was, was nice very nice um nicely explained so yeah um, thank you yeah yeah i definitely think that the basics of what p teaches is it's very simple um it's very straightforward and it's it's fun it's very helpful actually um yeah it's <laughs> it's actually it is actually quite exhilarating to I have a hard time sometimes being disciplined to just do the uh, for a long period of time like it it helps to be in the group and listening to the the p sounds the music and stuff but um but I feel so exhilarated just doing that you know um afterwards like I always feel really really good so um I think for beginners, he's such a, I would direct everybody to him 100%. Absolutely. I feel the same way. <clears throat> um, yeah. And also, I know we said earlier I was going to link, link something. So I'll link that um, in the comments below. I don't think we've, I don't think we've um, had a talk about we may have had a talk about um, Lotus Ocean in our previous um I think it, a little but, bit and yeah yeah um but yeah I'll definitely link all of that information um in the description of this session too so yeah that'll be there yeah and just to like give a little bit of a shout out like 
not only is Prash Trivedi like probably the first person who really like brought like wrote a popular book about nakshatras and like has just contributed so much for such a long period of time in terms of like Vedic astrology to the West. He also remarkably does not charge like I've never paid a dime for the you know and I'm free to you know give offerings and give donations but he's the least financially oriented astrologer for the amount of respect and expertise and prestige he has and for how, what a delight he is to interact with and how fun he is and how fun his like tradition is like the fact that money is so like not front and center of that like at all is really quite interesting and legitimizing and I just have so much respect for him in general I just wanted to to say that yes yes uh his his youtube channel is free all of that knowledge is free he has it readily available and he's had it readily available for 10 plus years now and people people don't go towards the truth of what real knowledge is yeah um, that's why it's really not like oh well you know it's not like everybody knows that that it's there because they're not no you know they're not going for that in he's telling me <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing is he's le he legitimately wants to help people get out of the reincarnation cycle. He's not messing around at all, mm -hmm. and so he's not. That's why it's like he's not charging money to to teach and have conversation like real conversations. Like he had a will have a conversation with you, you know, like because he really he means it. It's not a shtick, you know. Like he means mm -hmm. it. He want he's doing a service by teaching this to us. And yeah, I really appreciate, I really appreciate it. Yes, yes. What what he stands for is what real love is, is to evolve. And that's what we should be doing. We should be evolving towards higher and divine evolution. So if you, if you think that's for you, <laughs> hopefully it is. If you're listening to this session, uh, definitely dive into all that is P. Yeah, or even if you if you don't feel like diving in, like at least go sit in nature every day, or you know, um, like think about your get in touch with nature, do some ah uh, sounds, um, think about what you're what you're putting in your body, what you're eating. Yes, I gave the Kitu perspective, and you gave the Rahu perspective. <laughs> oh shit! Did, what did so tell me? What what did I say that was Rahu? Because I get conf I don't even realize when I'm being Rahuvian. What no, was the Rahu? It, so I didn't even notice that I did it. I just realized that when you were talking, um, <laughs> I I was saying like you should dive into it, and that is very Kituvian. That's very like. That is just very key to like the void, you know, just go, just oh yeah, yeah, you know. And Rahu, yeah, like, ah, we should, you know, you can listen and you can 
<laughs> you know, take it step by step. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do we have time to talk about um, Rashi Drishti or is that too much? Rashi Drishti. Uh, let's make that another Seisha session. Okay. I feel like it's kind a of a big one. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's a big, it's a really big topic. Um, but you did bring it up. But okay, you're right. <laughs> we should do that another time. I did. I did bring it up. You can blame me. <laughs> yeah, because it's a huge topic, and I feel like people interpret it very differently. There's a lot of um, different ideas on how to interpret it. So I can't – I'll just say you asked me a question. You asked me because I my Jupiter is not aspected by any planets, but it gets a Rashi aspect from Venus. And um, – you said it's supposed to show up in the dasha and you asked me if I had any illnesses at age two because I have Venus in the sixth house, Jupiter in the first house. Um, and I mm -hmm. was in Jupiter, Jupiter, Venus. And I didn't, I had eye surgery, but it wasn't because I was sick. It was because I had a lazy eye and my mother thought that we should surgically, and but it didn't work. I, I still had the lazy eye after that. Um, wow, that is but, so interesting. I don't think I'm just gonna say right now because I know you use Lahiri and I don't use Lahiri for that. <laughs> I don't think that that's what that shows. But personally, I don't think that that's because of Jupiter and Venus. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> but I did look at. But wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I did look at Pusha, and it looks like it was about the same uh, as in uh, Lahiri, the time period. It was about the same, so you we'll have to, we'll have to. I'll have to get those dates. I still feel yeah. though, like I don't know if surgery is really. I mean, if anything, it's like my mother being like your eye looks weird. You should get it surgically operated on. That might be like, <laughs> I don't know, a sixth house Venus thing, but I think we need to get clearer on the dates because to be honest with you, Jupiter or Venus periods tend to be kind of like cush and good for me usually. So I would be surprised if it was like this signification of that was like super like. Was it your right eye? No. It was your left eye? Yes. Okay. It was your left I, eye. I feel like I always felt like that was a Mercury. Th Which planet rules eyes? I feel like I hear different things, but I mean, it it was. It's a, Taurus, it, right? What? The eyes is Taurus? Yeah. I've heard, I have heard different things too. I've heard that the second and the 12th house, those are the eyes. I've heard that Taurus is the eyes. Um, I always just thought it was a Mercury thing to have because it wasn't like, there was nothing physically wrong with me. It's just like sometimes little kids have one eye that goes sideways, you know, and it was like an aesthetic problem. It wasn't like a, a health problem, but we fixed it with eye exercises. So it feels like a weakness. It's a weakness more than a, 
you know. So I don't that know. That is so interesting. Yeah, we're gonna have to look at that. Yeah, we could yeah, look I'm at gonna that have some to, I'm gonna have to um get out BPHS for that one. <laughs> oh yeah, I need to get I need to get a copy of BPHS real real bad. Definitely. You know, you know Definitely. what would be really fun to talk about though is the um Parashara's uh little like one-liners about each of the signs do you know what i'm talking about where he's like aries is like his like one-liner was like trouble from cats and rats and it's like mm -hmm. okay okay and i like decided that what that means is that aries is little and has and has is threatened by little animals because it's little and so like Aries has to be Aries is like the sign that can be violent but is allowed to be violent because it's little like a cat and a rat are like little you know and so it's sort of like if you're a little then you're gonna have problems from cats and rats because they're your size and so you kind of get to be like ferocious and you have to be ferocious when you're little and that's really like how I see Aries so I'm probably now I really am rambling but like I just wanted to share that because when Freedom Cole gave these one lines for each sign, it's kind of like, huh, these are underwhelming and random. But if you, he's like, they were probably like, um, almost like cheat codes that they use to like signify much larger concepts. And when I thought about it that way, and I really meditated on each of these, I feel like it gave me insights about the signs. So it would be cool sometime to just go over those little like sentences about each sign and see like what like and I'll give you another example it was like Sagittarius trouble from falls it's like what okay like trouble from falls but the way I I, I felt when I fell into that I was like well maybe that's because Sagittarius after Scorpio has this like spiritual revelation and then it sometimes becomes a little bit too lofty it's like too too spiritually sure of itself and it might take a fall because it was too like too full of itself for having even though it's a good sign like it had this revelation after the darkness of Scorpio it's still kind of young in its spirituality and so it could kind of crash when it's like too lofty so I don't know. I'm just like being overly poetic, but I think that those, it, maybe we can come back to it when we both have the actual language that Parashara uses like in front of us so that you can also reflect on the meaning. But um, yeah, I think it would be cool to like just visit the signs in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting to think about that that could possibly mean that I don't know I think he was literal <laughs> I think he was literal on that one but I don't know well it's all it was the only thing he said about the signs so obviously he didn't just I mean it could literally mean those things but I just know in like the car Kamsha lectures it Frida mentioned that he thought that it um they were like they were like, what's the word? Like, I can't say it, mnemonic devices <laughs> to help people, yeah. to help people like remember what this sign really represents, you know? Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
yeah, that's definitely something we're going to have to come back around to for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like how we were signing off earlier and then we kind of just. I know that's <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> All no, I love right. it though. I love it though. We had more uh, gems to talk about. <laughs> So. yes. Okay. All right. I think this is going to be the end of this session. We had some really cool things to talk about with mantra. Yeah, I enjoyed thank that. you for, sh yeah, me too. Thank you for sharing. Yes, of course. All right, we're signing off, guys. Okay, bye. Bye.